stage exit strategy uh, in terms of the lockdown. And South Africa is now in a level five lockdown, which requires drastic measures to save lives. Now, uh, level four allows uh, some activity to resume while levels three and level two erase restrictions and promote social distancing. Um, level one means that most activities can return to normal. Um, here with us, obviously, uh, to discuss and just talk about the national lockdown and lessons learned and obviously steps forward, which is so important because uh, so many things has been happening since March, early March, and it's every, well, every single day something new is happening. So what lessons has government learned and what steps can we expect going forward in relation with the national uh, lockdown and COVID-19? Thanks. I think that's a good, good evening to all our listeners and good evening to, I think, all 10 stations that's listening in uh, this evening. Um, I think we have learned phenomenal lessons from the COVID-19 um, way that we have dealt with the lockdown. Um, I think the first thing we must say from just a liquor alcohol perspective, yes, we have seen when the consumption of liquor or the sales of liquor firstly was kind of banned during this period. Uh, we have also seen, of course, a drop in consumption, but we have seen the kind of positive effects of that and the impact of that is that you will not believe it. Our murder, right, in this province, that's every weekend we dread to wake up to go and see what Monday morning is going to look like. From Thursday evening to Monday, Sunday, uh, Monday morning, we normally have very, very high from 105, 107. That dropped completely down to more than 50%. Mm-hmm. And we are elated about that. We also have seen Hrvatske up the road here, Tigerberg trauma units, um, what's it called, Brema, all our trauma units were empty over this long time period. In fact, um, over the Easter weekend, there were three trauma cases, trauma-related cases at Khrutskia. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, our road accidents, everyone dread Easter and the road accidents over Easter. You remember that? All of us, we are afraid yes. of it uh, people, because people went to Hanadan down, they come back and they're all, they're all these accidents on the road. We had three motor car accidents, three fatalities. In other words, three deaths on the road mm. during this Easter. It's just absolutely phenomenal. So one of the issues that we have learned, we are really going to take a lot of lessons as government from the whole COVID way that we regulate, we will take as the liquor authority, because remember community safety, we're also responsible for liquor and the management and the um, policing of liquor in this province. We're going to do that. And um, I also will perhaps later speak about some of the impacts and the things that we're already doing during COVID. I mean, um, you know, 14 um, instance, 14 outlets. Um, had their licenses already suspended and they may just lose it completely because they were trading during this period when they were not supposed to trade during the lockdown and if they get a fine because that's now subject to an investigation the fine can go up to 115 thousand six hundred and ten rand so i don't know where the ten rand comes in but uh six hundred and ten and i tell you it's a huge fine because people must learn to really respect the law i'm just absolutely we are elated with the impact 
of the lockdown regulations on liquor and the misuse of liquor. We have seen that was one of our biggest mm. headaches. Mm. Also, I, I also note that also um, in terms of, of the state of food security in our province, do you have any info with regards to that? Because that seems to be one of the, uh, you know, one of the things that's obviously came up and it's a bone of contention. Everyone is talking about it. I think Kim will speak to that because he's our expert on <laughs> food security and food distribution. Thank you, Minister. Good evening, uh, Wayne, and all the other the listeners this evening. Um, so, yeah, food has become a, a major talking point around the province because food is what everybody needs yes. to eat. And at the outset, I think it's important for us to say thank you to all um, the organizations, the NGOs, individuals. There's been so many campaigns going around with people um, having food drives and making sure that people in the communities um, have access to food. Um, so a huge thank you to everyone who's playing a role, um, apart from government and the more formal kind of channels, um, but the, the more informal on the ground kind of um, um, activities happening to ensure that people have access to food. What the Western Cape government is doing through our Department of Social Development um, is that we've made additional funding available for food um, relief for the food relief program, which includes the distribution of fa- um, 50,000 food parcels. And this um, uh, with the criteria in terms of accessing the, those food parcels, um, and that is that are affected by the COVID-19 infections. Um, so. If a member or a family member um, is tested positive and you are in quarantine, then you are eligible to have um, to have access to a food parcel, as well as if you are if you have insufficient means of, of sustaining your household. So that means you don't have income mm-hmm. or any means of, 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 of acquiring food. The other one is that um, a person that is chronically ill who has been assessed by a medical doctor or a local clinic. Um, if so, if you're not ill and you have the proof that you are on chronic meds and so on, then you are eligible to apply for the food parcel. Um, the other criteria um, is that you, if you're in a household and you are, you don't have access to, to funding, if you have insufficient funds to, to sustain yourself, um, and if you are particularly those who are waiting um, to get access to social grants, they will be prioritized to access the grant as well. So, of course, the big question around it is how do we access this? Because if the thing that's been one of the key things going around, people wanting to know how do they actually go about doing that. And so what they can do is they can call um, the call center, the West of the um, DSC, these um, call center on 0800-220-250 and we'll give those numbers again at the end of the show. Um, also through municipal managers, your humanitarian relief agencies, any re- registered NGOs or, um, and all of that will then go to social uh, development, social workers um, and if you then do qualify, if, if you meet the criteria, you will receive a telephonic um, phone call from a social worker who will then assess the situation and if you do qualify you will be contacted by the department to will then make sure that you get your parcel. Can they also get in contact with their counsellors in their area as well? That as well. Um, the key thing is that it just gets channeled through the, to the Department of Social Development so that we can control and make sure that the ones that really, really need the resources are able to, to access um, the, the, the parcels. Um, and yeah, like I said, the, 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 the key thing is, is at this point it's important that all of us work together to ensure that everybody goes to bed with a meal and the department is, um, I think, SASA of course is the, the national agency and that it's the primary sort of task to ensure that people receive it and in addition to SASA's um, endeavors, uh, the, the department of the, um, the social development is coming along and saying what more can we do to ensure that people have access to food. Mm. Well, I just need to add yes. that this is over and above um, all the other kind of food distributions in most of our um, areas. Uh, but I just want to make a comment around a mini, mini discussion 
But at school level for children, where children can go and get some nice warm um, food, at, in many of the communities we support, as the Department of Community Safety and me, in my private capacity, yes. support a number of soup kitchens where we go and take a, a whole lot of lentils, um, a whole lot of red lentils and brown lentils and rice, and we have an agreement with the local butcher that will give us the off-cut meat. I yes. it makes an amazing meal. I enjoy it with everyone else. Uh, but the point we want to make is there's a whole lot of food being provided, and therefore the call uh, by uh, the police to ask for that people just get some kind of controls and yes. no one is just, um, because the gangsters also started coming into the space of giving food, and um, I think the whole call was then for people just to say to the police that we are going to feed um, children in this area, so that social distancing are, um, will be maintained, and all the other kind of issues around the regulations. Just a question that uh, just uh, came in. Evening a lot uh, of people are making food uh, to feed the neighbors and others in community. Do they need any permit to do so? And how long does the food parcels process take? That's a, a question that just come through. The food parcel part, I think, um, after the process, I, your name goes onto a list, and that, um, and I used to be in that department, so I know, <laughs> know that anything. Um, they then, there's a whole team working on the distribution of it. We try and keep counselors to assist with identifying the vulnerable people, but not to get into the process of deciding who must get. Mm-hmm. Um, the assessment must always be made by the, by the social worker who's are completely uh, supposed to be neutral. And yes. I hope they are neutral and they will be neutral. Um, so, they, so that, you know, you don't make food a political football because if people are hungry, they're hungry. They don't ask you what type of T-shirt you wear. So that's the first thing. But the permit issue is an issue purely because, um, and there's no need for brutality from anyone. If people don't have, if people out of the goodness of their heart cooking food and the police come and the police is supposed to say to them, like we all, you know, in this period, Say to them, listen, ma'am, you need a, a permit fee today, but please come down to us tomorrow so that you can just get a permit that we know you are feeding. Because we are supposed to manage, we are supposed to police the social distancing issue. In, in That's the reason, that's yeah. the logic of it. Yeah. It's not to stop everyone because people are really doing it. Some people, pensioners are buying with their laws, but to, even if they feed 10 people, you know, they're sharing. That's the humanity we also learn from this from this COVID-19. I must tell you, amazing humanity. Uh, the men said, we are men You know, they really became human again. So, yeah. Also, in terms of the, the community, um, there's so many things happening. And we've obviously seen it Have you been driving around yes. and what's happening in the current community. The issue with regards to a screening, can you tell us about more about the community and what the screening entails? My dearest Kayla will talk about screening. <laughs> okay. Hello, Kayla. Hi. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to talk to you about screening, but first I just want to say that if you're um, wanting to donate and if you're wanting to support in terms of donating food to your community, then you're welcome to contact service at westerncape.gov.za and they will assist you in this regard. Now with regards to screening, screening is being conducted door to door by trained field workers. The screening will be done using simple verbal questions to identify people who may require testing. Health workers will ask questions related to symptoms, so for example if you have a sore throat, a cough, a fever. Screening will be done via community workers visiting homes or mobile units in your areas. Um, So for example, you might see a gazebo with the Western Cape government logo on it. Our field workers will also have ID tags 
and identifiable clothing so you'll know who they are they're trustworthy people and they won't cause harm to you um, so please support our fight against the spread of coronavirus and allow us to help you through our workers who will provide the necessary screening Thereafter, testing will be done if the questions indicate that you require a further test. The health workers will refer you to the closest testing center. The test will be done by taking a swab from either your nose or from your throat. This will either be done in a clinic or in a mobile parked a mobile area um, within your community. Test results will not be immediately available, but patients will be followed up with and advised of their status. If you are looking for more information on screening, then you are welcome to go to the Western Cape Government website. They have an extensive list of FAQs on screening, on testing, so please go check it out. So if people say have more questions, you're most welcome to WhatsApp. The number here is 0618621065. We're having our discussion here with the Minister Fritz. Also have in studio uh, Kim Smith. Kayla Murray uh, with regards to the way forward in terms of uh, so many things that's happening uh, with the pandemic obviously and obviously uh, the five stages that has just uh, been uh, mentioned by the announced by the president on the 23rd of, of April um, the one thing that's it and I, you know it's it's difficult um, some people would um, the whole issue with regards to social distancing is it important why is it important? I know for a fact, for me, it is very important. I experienced this today. And and there's people that don't understand it. And people, they, they just think it's, it's it's normal. It's just to be next to people. But we've, we've, we've become accustomed to uh, social distancing. Is it important? Oh, it's absolutely important. Um, and I think social distancing is crucial, um, you know, during this period for absolutely preventing the spread of the COVID virus. I mean, it's just, and I think you made it, you actually said the point. Everyone, we're so conscious of it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, only in certain areas, people are absolutely conscious of it. Um, you know, and the point about um, social distancing is people next to you can so easily sneeze. They can cough, um, you know, just any form of coughing. Um, they can... Um, any form of close contact must just be avoided. And that's why we must limit going to the shop. I can't express that or, um, you know, really a more impress upon people more. Just if you need to go desperately to the shop, go because that's where you're going to pick it up. Um, I think the other point is also by minimizing the amount of close contact we have with other people. We reduce our chances of catching the virus. And that, I mean, this is the point. And of spreading it uh, to our beloved ones. Um, and that's the important. You can spread it to your very, very loved ones in your own home. Um, it's, uh, really, this virus kills. Eh? It's not a joke. Mm-hmm. We've seen the death of the uh, tallies in this province alone. And although the risk is severe illness, may, uh, and then it may differ from person to person, everyone has a role to play in slowing down, and we need this role. Mm. I know President is tomorrow night going to speak around relaxing or taking it down to the fourth level. We, everyone, will earn our straps if we contribute to taking it down even to level three, to level two, but we will earn, and if we're not, it's going up to level five, back to level five. 
And that's the unfortunate thing. Just another question that just came in. All people in townships are not listening to the lockdown. What can be done to enforce the lockdown and for, uh, for level four, uh, the uh, 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew? And then also, can you talk about level four and what can and can't be done? What can and can't be done? I think the time? most important, because remember, this whole week we all had to make contributions and suggestions to the national government, to all the ministers who make the regulations and so um, we can't tonight say what is actually going to be exactly be done in level four because let me give you one practical example mm-hmm. um, they um, you know there's a whole lot of issues around hot food in restaurants um, not in restaurants in supermarkets that was stopped now Correct, yeah so the one suggestion is to bring that back so if you want to go buy a chicken at Woolworths to be able to go buy a hot chicken but that's one of our suggestions back to the national government who will finally tomorrow the pre- our president is going to announce exactly uh, first he's going to make the general announcement and then the ministers will make their very specific announcements relating to their specific portfolios but one other example I just want to say and I'm passionate about this example through the first regulations right up to now neighbor watches and uh, um, community police forums were not allowed to patrol and I'm not talking about doing police work mm-hmm. we're talking about that management that you were talking about the queue at the clinic talking about if you go to shop right in any township it's like a mass meeting to get that assist the um, police and authorities with getting that social distancing right and assisting the shop and I tell you they've not been we have made another representation to the ministers clearly but also to the president to ask him to please allow our neighborhood watches to operate because and we will provide all the uh, protective uh, personal protective equipment our homes are being broken in at the moment unfortunately oh. um, in many areas and we have very organized neighborhood watches and they're not afforded the opportunity to protect their own neighborhood watch and I'm talking about township neighborhood watches I'm talking about the upper class name anyway everywhere all of us COVID don't discriminate against you mm-hmm. They attack you and you die like anyone else. There's no, they doesn't ask you what color you before he wants to attack you. COVID is evil. Let's prevent it from taking us. Um, also, we, uh, we discussed normally on this type of platform, the, the department's flagship program, the Chrysalis uh, Academy. Can you just give us some more information, update on steps that's been taken currently with regards to that? I will ask him again, our expert Kim. on that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this, this time, it's, a, it's an unprecedented time. And, and I think the role of technology is really coming, yes. playing a very strong and important role at this point in time. So usually what we do is with our social crime prevention program, Chrysalis Academy, um, they have three um, cohorts every year. Um, so the first is usually January until for three months, and then the second one in March, and then another one in September. So the, the second one is supposed to start on the 9th of May, um, but we're now looking at... Oh, 16th of May um, but also just depending all depending on what the what the outcome of tomorrow's um, as minister was saying um, but we are looking at, at, at innovative ways around reaching people using technology so already at the moment they've got um, psychosocial support and they've got a whole lot of um, programs and ways of reaching young people via Facebook which is we know young people have access to Facebook um, and so we are looking at innovative ways of using technology to still be able to implement many of our social crime prevention programs
Thank you. But, you know, Melissa, we've been talking about earlier on about, um, you know, obviously in terms of law and order, which is, which is absolutely needed during a time like this. Um, and a lot of things, I mean, a week ago or two weeks ago, you know, if you open your Facebook, you're on social media, you open up your phone, your WhatsApp, you saw all these video clips uh, coming through of, of, of so many things that's happening. There's a number of reports of looting, shops and liquor stores, vandalism, schools. The idea is to open schools um, very shortly, but I, if you look in other provinces, there's uh, so many schools that's been uh, broken into. Uh, I mean, these children are going to go to schools that they, there's probably no chairs or it's broken. What steps is government taking to address this? That's a very good question. Because about two weeks ago, we had 44 schools in this province vandalized. Remember, they were broken into, just smashed for the sake, because there's no value. They stole um, computers at one, 44, I think, 50 computers at one school. Yeah. Uh, and I'm talking about laptops, very, very nice laptops that our children need. Yes. I think the point we're making, this is exactly our reason why we're asking that community police forums and neighborhood watches mm. can operate. And let me give you a practical example. Montague Primary hasn't been broken into for 11 years. Uh, you know why? Because the neighborhood watch is based in a classroom at a school. Wow. Not for 11 years. There's no company, security company. It's that uh, the schools belong to our neighborhoods. It's our children's schools. Can we protect it? And neighborhood watches, as the word is neighborhood, they protect it. So I think that's the very, very, very important point, um, you know, that I think we need to emphasize. The other point I just quickly want to also, just in that whole, um, what we will ensure all our neighborhood watches, and we're already doing talks, the Department of Community Safety, will now look at um, the cloth mask, um, you know, the one that's made of material. Yes. For police stations, we will now uh, get for every police station, and specifically first our police stations in the most hotspot areas, that all our police officers are issued with proper cloth marks, and they will probably be given two so that they can wash the one and do, wear the other one the next day. The second point I want to all our neighbors watch is if we allow them, we will also do that to them. And to our teachers, uh, we will, uh, we, you know, I'm in the business of finding people who are good hearted to uh, make these poor ladies are making it. And um, I'm asking all of them if they have just 10 each one of, you know, just 10 uh, to donate to a central, um, you know, they can really please also donate mask. Um, it will go to all our frontline workers and they, those guys need it desperately. They're protecting us against the virus. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm also liking the way that the communities has come together and supporting wherever they can. You can actually see it on social media. Mm-hmm. And it's not a, the whole issue about, you know, we're bragging, we're doing this. It's just to show that this camaraderie people are really coming out to support and yes. trying to, to make sure that we get rid of this pandemic as yes. soon as possible. Um, now, in terms of... Um, you know, some the whole idea is is uh, as mentioned earlier about when, when people are uh, have um, the there's kind of a there's a sus you have a sus you suspect that you have the coronavirus. Is there uh, uh, you know there's in in different communities you have people that will look down on you if you have the community people are, you know people people can be like okay you've got the so there's a, a certain stigma that comes attached to that as well. If people want to be in private if they want to like phone and want to you know they suspect look we we, we might have it um is there a particular hotline that they can call or toll free? You know, what what do they do okay so there is a national hotline and the national hotline is 0800 um, and then another zero mm. two nine triple nine so it's a zero eight hundred yes zero two nine 
triple nine. That's the national outline. Then there's a provincial outline, um, and this is based at you know in the at Tigerberg Hospital at zero two one nine two eight four one zero two. And then there's a WhatsApp number for those people who's really you know um, that is zero six double zero one two three four five six. As in normal, find the alf. Nearly alf over there. Straightforward. Straightforward. <laughs> okay. Um, any any final words, uh, Minister, and uh, for our listeners out there, just to. <laughs> Just to keep them at ease because we're going through this process and, uh, you know, we need their support. Yeah. But words from you, we'd like to know. Yeah. I want to firstly say from a community safety point of view, I want to firstly say thank you to all our citizens because we always try, we always um, treat everyone as if they're all bad, you know. I want to say to all our um, citizens that's really, at, I've been adhering to the regulations, stayed at home, did everything that they were asked by government and there are many, the majority of our communities all of them have listened to what the government asked them. I want to say to them a very, very, very big thank you. And then I want to say also to the others. And the interesting thing with level four is that our premier in this province can also decide, no man, but that area is not listening. And uh, why are we allowing other people to spoil our, our personal individual freedom? Uh, we can get to level three and two quicker, but there are these guys who are spoiling it. We must, as a community, start uh, dealing with them. And I'm not talking about violence. I'm just saying we must put social pressure on them. And I think the beauty of that is we want to call, say to them, um, they will be um, arrested, unfortunately, and it's, it's terrible to be this kind of, in Afrikaans, the nice word, krachtadig, you know, everyone, we don't, people, we don't want the police and the army to be like that, but I really think people, this is a serious, serious virus, and it kills you. It doesn't make jokes with you. We've seen the killing. I mean, people die of it. We ask people to please adhere to it. Stay away from everywhere. Don't go to parties. Don't even try and have a bra. <laughs> Stay at home. We can bra off when we have a victory we can call it like a war victory but really please stay at home adhere to social distancing try and assist um, the older and the vulnerable where you can and please 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 don't violate the, the regulations so that we can go right down to level one and be free citizens in this country unfortunately we have been held hostage by a virus let's fight that virus thank you very much Minister Frist thank you very much for that uh, wise words and, and I hope uh, uh, our, our citizens out there not just in the Western Cape but everyone that's listening around uh, South Africa and even that's on streaming uh, please adhere to uh, the advice that's been brought to the, the, by the Minister and also to Kim and Kayla thank you so much for your participation thank you Thank you. Thank Thanks you. very Thank much. You. It was great. Always nice.